Hey guys, what's the crack? It's Evan here from Elinch Fitnut. Um, we're here today with our first ever trial podcast, so this is going to be a bit shaky, but we'll see what happens. Uh, cool, so yeah, strap in and we're, we're going to get going on this. So one of the first things I want to talk about is the use of fruit in a diet. And this is some, this is, can be a point of contention for a lot of people, especially as at the moment we're, we're gone back into uh, a sugar phobic phase, as it seems, uh, where the media has perpetuated sugar as a villain. So people are tending to subconsciously avoid sugars, maybe because they're trying to limit calories, maybe because they're on a low carb diet or maybe because they actually believe the media hype that you know sugar is bad and cannot be part of a healthy diet so where i have a problem with this is that fruit is actually really really useful you know and if you look at the fruits most people like and most people like to eat it's almost irrelevant if you're looking at it in the context of sugar because the serving size is actually tiny if you eat a couple of blueberries or a couple of strawberries or if you eat an apple there you're you're maybe talking six to ten grams of sugar like that's almost nothing it's not nothing but it's almost nothing so along with that as well you get a good bit of fiber you get a lot of antioxidants and and you get you know you get to chew it you get taste you get flavor uh fruit is good for appetite suppression so for example say it's night time you're trying to cut some weight you're trying to get ready for a race you're sitting around in your your house and it's night time and you know you're in your comfort zone you're bored you want junk food because you want some sort of mental stimulation if you reach for a piece of fruit an apple or if you have a few frozen blueberries that completely satisfies your cravings and maybe it stops you reaching for a bar of chocolate or some crisps or you you get the idea so i think fruit can be a really really useful tool in your arsenal so to speak a tool that's not going to really damage your calories It's not going to give you insulin problems. It's not going to make you diabetic. It could keep you on track. It could stop you going off the wagon. And it will definitely add to your vitamin, antioxidant, the nutrient profile for your diet, helping you out in the long run and making your diet more viable for your health. just touching back on this i suppose um it's funny when you hear people talking about fruit they talk about how fruit will affect your insulin levels um i used to believe this as well actually uh since changed my mind when i actually read into the research a bit and realized okay the picture is a bit more complex and it's not as simple as eat, eat sugar or eat food with sugar in it and insulin goes up what you have to look at is you know glycemic load and what your meal actually consists of so if you have it's an oral glucose tolerance test actually that's that's how we'll we'll start this analogy you do an oral glucose tolerance test 
you have like a bottle of Lucozade or maybe not after the sugar tax, but you have something that has 50 grams of sugar in it, pure glucose, and they measure your insulin response two hours, I think, I think it's two hours after, after intake. And if your, if your plasma glucose is up over 11.1, that's a sign that you're type, type two diabetic. I think it's close enough to that range anyway. Um, but that's pure glucose is the point I'm trying to get. If you're eating some fruit, you know, the, if you have a banana or if you have an apple and you eat the skin, already you've added in fiber into that. You've already slowed down the transit to the gut. And if you're having it as part of a meal, like with some Greek yogurt and some nuts and seeds, I mean, there's fats, carbs and proteins in that. So you're not going to get like the, the big sugar rush straight to your blood. That's just not simply not going to happen. And as well, think of the serving size. Do you know how many blueberries you would have to eat to have 50 grams of sugar? More than you would eat is the answer. You would have to eat about two, two medium-sized bananas to get 50 grams of sugar. You'd have to eat a few apples to get 50 grams of sugar. So, so the argument that uh, fruit is, you know, it's not, it's not excellent for you is, it's simply preposterous. And as well, people worrying about insulin, it's, it's funny because they think when they hear insulin spike that the variance in insulin levels can be absolutely huge. It's really not. You're talking like, <laughs> it's tiny. It's, it, it's a really, really small range and it tends to fluctuate in like, tiny. Like, I can't emphasize how small this is. Like, unless you are type 2 diabetic, or you're doing everything that would suggest you're going to be type 2 diabetic, you don't need to worry about this. There are loads of things you can do to look after your insulin levels so you don't actually have to worry about, oh my god, if I have this banana, will this make me diabetic? Because that's that's silly. Um, but that, that's what media and, and poor information has done to people you know it's paralysis by analysis people don't know if they should be eating or not eating fruit anymore so some some biochemistry or some physiology i suppose um insulin sensitivity is the is the big factor in in type 2 diabetes so type 1 type 1 diabetes is when your your pancreas can't make the beta cells or the beta cells in your pancreas i mean can't make um insulin anymore they just become defunct um this this usually happens at birth it's genetic or it can happen from overuse uh rare though so type 2 diabetes is when your insulin is being produced fine but it can't get sugar into your cells um this usually happens due to fat deposition so plaque buildup in your arteries as it affects cell signaling so it, if you imagine fat acting as kind of like a, a blockade in the way of glucose getting into your cells and it tends to kind of perpetuate this positive feedback loop of inflammation fat deposition less sugar into your cells so it, it tends to get worse rapidly um, and inflammation is the is the big kicker of this. So you hear that word thrown around a lot, but uh, what what is it and what causes inflammation? 
it's an acute immune response to a stressor on your body so if you have poor sleep you're going to be inflamed if you're eating bad foods it's going to cause inflammation if you're stressed you're going to be inflamed if you're sick you're going to be inflamed um i've I've really simplified it here but things like smoking and drinking alcohol or any of the risk factors for for health typically are things that do cause inflammation to a certain degree so the the inflammatory injury hypothesis is every time you expose yourself to a risk factor you get a little bit of inflammation a little bit more fat deposition and this builds up over the years and we see it now where there's people getting heart attacks or strokes or type 2 diabetes way earlier than before and kids are obese now and there's there's kids with high blood pressure and um so basically what what can we do to to stop this well there's a number of things we can do so what can you do to prevent type 2 diabetes and make sure you don't actually ever have to worry about this um, I was once in a lecture where the lecturer who was a medical researcher said if we could put exercise in pill format we would unfortunately we can't do that well, so you just gotta go and do it yourself so exercise works in two ways it drops it or lowers your body fat levels which means you have less adipose tissue so you have less triglycerides roaming through your blood which is going to decrease the amount of fat deposition which will help help with your insulin signaling secondly what it will do is it'll improve your insulin sensitivity or your ability to get glucose into your cells how it does this is when you do any type of exercise it literally doesn't matter you make muscle contractions so when you contract your muscles basically what happens is it facilitates glucose uptake without you actually having to use a GLUT4 receptor. So exercise is a really useful way if you already have type 2 diabetes of managing it because any blood that is in your, in, your, in your bloodstream or glucose in your bloodstream, I should say, um, that's going to help it get into your muscle cells and you can then use it for energy. Number two is diet. If your diet is high in junk food, is really high on omega-6s, is high in processed sugars and chemicals, you know, I don't have to tell you what's bad. You, 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 people tend to know what's bad. Trans fats, uh, too much saturated fats, processed, just, you know, crap food. That's going to cause inflammation. That's going to perpetuate the problem. Poor sleep, big cause of inflammation. Stress, whether you believe it or not, stress literally causes your cortisol to rise which over long term can actually cause you to become inflamed chronic low-grade inflammation is common in the western world no wonder why crap diet no exercise emphasis people stressed if you do those three things exercise a little bit more cut out some of the processed food and four things sorry focused on lowering your stress and sleeping better you're going to go a really, really long way to making sure you don't have to worry about type 2 diabetes. So guys, that kind of brings us to the conclusion of this. I didn't really have a plan for for this podcast. I just started talking about fruit and then then, then it led to here. But um, I want to hear what you guys think of the, 
think of the podcast idea as i said this is just a trial i, I literally did this on the whim just to see how it would sound and how it how it how it would work out um so the quality is probably not fantastic please don't judge me on it um the content is a little bit short and this is literally all off the top of my head but if you think you'd like to hear more or if there's a topic you'd like to hear me talk about um let me know um I, this is an avenue i want to i want to proceed down as well as instagram posts facebook posts this is another way i want to go about things so let me know what you guys think and thanks for listening Thank